Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Excited you're here as we are in our Christmas season here at Life Change, and uh, Christmas at Life Change is fun. We got some cool trees, lights, and, and all the works and, and all that good stuff. And we did have a, a special tree as you walked in, if you remember from last week. We had a Adopt-A-Family tree right as you walked in, and uh, I just want to take a moment just to, real quick to, to brag on all of you guys, because within one service, we had the entire tree, completely every tag was taken off, so we'll be able to provide uh, Christmases for, for multiple families with a big if, because now comes the hard part. The biggest if is if you bring back that tag, if you bring back that gift. So those are, again, as a reminder, they're due back next Sunday, so make sure you bring them back next Sunday, and uh, not to uh, make you feel bad or guilty, but if you don't, you will be making a child cry on Christmas morning. So just want to, you know, throw that out there. But again, next week, all those uh, are due back, so make sure you bring the gift and bring the tag back as well. They're due back next week, and I know I already saw some that had come back through, so that's awesome. I just want to brag on you guys for doing that. And then just another quick reminder, we do have Christmas Eve services on uh, December 24th, which is Christmas Eve, the 3.30 and 5 p.m. So for Christmas weekend, we will have our regular services on December 23rd, that's Sunday, both at 9 and 10.30, and then we'll have a special Christmas Eve service at 3.30 and 5 p.m. on Monday, December 24th, so make sure you mark your calendars, um, and I did tell this will be a family uh, service, so all the kids will be in here as well. So it will be packed out, so I will tell you this. When you come in here, much like it is right now, plan to sit next to somebody and plan to sit close to them, even if you may not know them, even if it's uncomfortable, right? So plan on that and even plan on moving towards the front so we can make room for, for everybody. We will have the overflow section going on as well. But that's uh, Christmas Eve, mark your calendars, 3.30 and 5 p.m. So we are, we are in the second week of our series entitled The Star. And if you remember last Sunday night, we had an awesome time with the, with the families and the serve team appreciation. We watched the movie The Star, and really it's just a cute depiction of uh, the journey to, for these animals to go find Jesus. But what we're doing as well is we're taking this time to really think about what Christmas is all about. And it's really the, the celebration of the coming of Jesus. And what this time is known as in the church world, and it's known as Advent. And again, this is a churchy word. It's not a biblical word. You won't be able to search for it in the Bible and find it. But it's actually a Latin word, which means the coming. And what we're doing right now is for the next few weeks, we are celebrating the fact that Jesus came to the earth. Right? The fact that the, the Messiah, the light of the world, came to the earth. And what we're doing is we're really on a journey to show all that Jesus is and all that he is for each and every one of us, much like the, the shepherds and much like the, the wise men. If you didn't know, the wise men were actually late to the party. And for some of us, maybe that's where we find ourselves in the faith journey. Maybe we've been on this journey for a while and we haven't quite arrived. What our goal is, is our goal is to, to show you really what Christmas is all about and the fact that Jesus came for each and every one of us and he's the light of the world. In fact, our main passage of Scripture in uh, John chapter 8, verse 12, really shows us this. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. And again, I would challenge you to write this down, go back to it, look at it. Really, it's the meaning behind all of Christmas. And it's John chapter 8, verse 12. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. If you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. But John 8, 12 says this. It says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. Right? Because of Christmas, 
We, we have Jesus because of Christmas, because of who Jesus is, because he's the light of the world. We never have to walk in darkness. Right? This is the incredible light that we have. This is the incredible access to the light that we have. And this is the incredible gifts. And through this series, as we prepare for Christmas, I want to think about the things that God has given us. Last week, we talked about how God gives us hope and how we must place our hope in Jesus instead of anything else. And to do that, it requires trust. And we're going to talk about peace. We're going to talk about joy. But today, what I want to do is I want to spend some time, I want to talk about how Jesus is the gift of love. And how through Christmas, we have the incredible gift of love. But if you think about love, Really, love's a journey that we're all on, right? If you think about love, love's one of the most sought-after things in life, right? It's a common journey that each and every one of us are on. And really, people spend their whole entire lives looking for love. And it's all, it's all around you, right? People write about it, they talk about it. If you look at books, there's countless books based on love, right? If you turn the radio on and you just start listening to songs, there's, there's numerous songs based on love. Every movie that you watch will have some type of love story, even in the backdrop of it, right? Even Marvel movies, for crying out loud, there's still love stories in the backdrop of it because love is everywhere, because we're all on the search for love. Love is huge, and it's something we all need. It's something that we all desire, and it's something we all seek after. It's something we all search for. And there's really, there's really many types of love, and really I think we need, to, we need to understand, and we're really on the search for all of them. But there's all types of love. There's, there's eros, which is a, a romantic love. There's philia, which is an, an affectionate love. There's storage, which is a familiar love. There's a ludus, which is a playful love. There's mania, which is a, an obsessive love. Pragma, which is an enduring love. And, and agape, which is a, really a selfless love. But there, and there's all other types of love as well. But really, something, all these types of loves are something that we all need. It's something that we all crave. It's something we all search after. And in fact, if you look at it, love's a pretty big business. right? Because it's something we all search for. Because we're all on the journey up for it, it's become a pretty big business. Let me just prove it to you. In fact, uh, romantic love is probably one of the most searched things that people are after all the time. In fact, there's countless dating sites right there. You may have seen some of these before, but there's countless dating sites on the, on the internet. There's countless dating sites on the web that people go after every single day. In fact, there's 7,500 dating sites that exist in the world. And 49 million people have actually tried online dating. And again, this isn't a bad thing because a lot of people are finding love there. In fact, 17% of marriages have actually started online. The online dating, the online dating business, the annual revenue is $1.8 billion. Right, think about that. People are searching for love. Right? People are searching for this romantic love. People are also searching for affectionate love. This is kind of interesting. But did you know that there's companies out there that are based and all based on snuggling and cuddling, right? Like, it's a big business. This is a real thing. Like, imagine if you did this for life. Hey, what do you do for a living? I cuddle people. I, I'm just a cuddler. I'm a senior cuddler. I'm working on up. No, right? That's kind of a crazy thing. Well, this is what happens, right? Listen, my Google search this week was really messed up. I had to go to my wife and say, listen, I'm not looking for more dates. I'm not looking for anybody to cuddle with. Like, Sarah, you're, it. Like, you're good to go, right? This is all for the sermon prep. We're just throwing that out there. But people are on the search for love, right? There's a familiar, we, we all search for familiar love as well. Like, we want to know that we fit in. We want to know our background. We want to know where we come from. So you have Ancestry.com, which is huge. In fact, according to 2017, a Forbes magazine, 2017, Ancestry.com alone had a revenue of $300 million. 
Black Friday in 2017, there's 560,000 people that bought an ancestry kit. The people are searching for love. And they're searching for all types of love because it's huge. Right? It's something that we're all on a journey to find. So this Christmas, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you in this journey to follow the star, to follow the light of the world. Because here's what I want us to understand. Jesus is love. Jesus is love. This is why Christmas is so special. This is why Christmas is so amazing. Because it's the example, and it's, it's Jesus who is the ultimate gift of love. Right? He's God's love with skin on it. He's the only one that can actually encompass all types of love. And he's given to us as a gift this Christmas. He's given to each and every one of us. The truth is, he's what we're searching for. He's what we're on the journey for. And he's the one that conquers all types of love. Because his love never gives up. He's the love that conquered sin. He's the love that conquered death. And his love surrounds us every single day. And it surrounds us eternally as well. His love is unconditional. This is what Christmas is all about. It's the celebration of that love. It's the celebration of when God sent His Son, of when love came down. And really, it's the destination to all our journey. To everything that we're searching for. And so this Christmas season, this Advent season, I want you to understand that Jesus is love. Again, wherever you fall on the faith spectrum, this is a journey we're all on. Wherever you fall on the faith spectrum, we're still looking for love, Right? Maybe you don't identify yourself as a Christian. Maybe you don't identify yourself as, as a Christ follower. But guess what? You're still searching for love. I want to tell you today that Jesus is love. For some of us, we call ourselves Christians, but we've maybe forgot this fact. And today, this, during this Advent season, we just need to be reminded that Jesus is love. And there's a letter in the Bible written specifically for this purpose really to remind us who God is and who Jesus is. And it's the letter of 1 John. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to 1 John. We're going to read a pretty big chunk of Scripture. And uh, chapter 4, we're going to read verses 7 through 21. And again, this is 1 John. It's not John, one of the Gospels. It's actually back a little bit further. And really, it's a letter to Christians as a reminder of who God is and what Jesus is and how important they are. And it says this here in 1 John chapter 4, 7 through 21. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Right? God showed us that he loved us through Jesus, through sending his son into the world. This is what Christmas is all about. Verse 10 continues and says this. says, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. And, he, and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. 
In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he, and he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. This is a powerful passage of Scripture. This is a powerful letter. And what it is, it's a reminder. It's a reminder of who God is. It's a reminder of who Jesus is. And it shows us that Jesus is this is the whole purpose of Christmas. This is the whole reason why God sent His Son, His only Son, to live a perfect life for us, to die on a cross, to be risen again, to show us that He loves us. And really, this is the ending to our ultimate journey. Right? This is the thing that we're all searching for. And John is writing us to remind us this, to remind us that our journey, what we're seeking for, is only found in Jesus because Jesus is love. If we're completely honest, though, I think sometimes this is really a, it's a hard concept to grasp. I think even as John's writing this letter, I think you look at it and it's even like, you can tell it's some, some just moments of thoughts where he's just trying to get everything out and it almost just seems like he's throwing it out there like he doesn't completely understand it because for us, love and the love of God is a hard thing to grasp. And here's why. Because the love we know, the love we know is actually a conditional love. Right? Our understanding of love is actually just limited. We only know conditional love. I mean, think about it. Even in our marriages, right? Our marriages are probably the, the greatest representation of Jesus' love for us, but yet it's still flawed. Because even in our marriages, our love is conditional. Listen, I love my wife, Sarah. Right? She knows I love her. She loves me. I know she loves me. But our, our love is still based on conditions. Right? It's based on a covenant that we made over 10 years ago in front of a bunch of people, this thing called a wedding, right? It's based on those conditions. Right? Our love is based on the fact that we're always 100% truthful with each other. Our love is based on the fact that we're, that we're always 100% faithful to each other. And listen, I know this. Right? If I was, if I was to, to step out and be unfaithful to Sarah, it would be harder for her to love. And she's even told me this, because she would kill me, so it would be a little bit harder for her to love me because I'd be dead, right? But our love is conditional. And for many of us, this is the love we know, right? This is the love that we understand. So for understanding God's love, for many of us, it's hard to grasp. It's hard to grasp this unconditional love. Because what we know is all based on conditions. And because of it, because of it, I think we have some issues, right? Because our understanding, understanding of love is a little bit limited, we have some issues with love as well. In fact, because of it, I think we look to the wrong places sometimes for it. Right? Our journey, what we're seeking after, we, we follow and we go to the wrong places once in a while. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of us, we get so caught up in just one type of love that we'll chase after that, right? So many of us, we get caught up in a, in a romantic love. So we'll do everything we can to, to chase after a relationship, to save a relationship, to feel that, the goodness of that relationship, right? And for some of us, it's led us into regret. For some of us, it's led us into some of our, our biggest, really, shame that we've, we've felt before. For some of us let us go outside of biblical standards and maybe we had premarital sex and, and we're looking back at it and we're thinking like, man, I can't believe that. Or we had sex outside of marriage and we're thinking like, I can't believe right? that happened all because I was in the search for love and I looked at it in the wrong place. And then when it ends, you just end up feeling dirty. Or you end up feeling unfulfilled. And this is the truth is, I think many times we do this because we're looking at the wrong place. Because we think love is just swiping right, right? We, think we look to the wrong place. I think a lot of us, we, we get at this misunderstanding of love, and because of it, we've experienced, we've experienced letdown. We've experienced abuse 
We've experienced confusion. And it really leaves us with some insecurities in love. We need reassured over and over again. We feel like we have to earn it. We feel like we have to work for it. And then when we receive love, it's hard for us to accept it. We think, man, they have, you might love me, but really it's not, you don't love me, right? I'm not, I'm not worthy of your love because you're still holding on to doubt. You're still holding on to guilt. You're still holding on to shame. So God's love, it's really hard to grasp. I think many of us, we can't accept it because a lot of times I think we, we have these, these preconceived things in our minds like, how can he still love me? How can he, he love me when I doubted him? How can he love me when I, when I walked out on him? How can he love me when I turned my back on him? Right? How can he love me when I, when I messed up everything he's ever gave me? Right? So whatever you're dealing with, understand that he still loves you. I think a lot of us, we have a trust issue with love. We have an insecurity with love. And because of it, it's hard to receive Sometimes it's even hard to give. Right? Because we feel unworthy, we think others are unworthy as well. So we're holding on to pain, we're holding on to hurt, we're holding on to grudges, and it keeps us from receiving and giving love. Because here's what we think about love. We think love depends on something that somebody else did or that we do ourselves. We think that love, we think love's based on a condition. But I love verse 10 here. It says, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. Understand, He loved us first. There's no condition. It wasn't because we did something great. It wasn't because we showed our love. It wasn't because we expressed it. It wasn't because we did anything. It's because He loved us already. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And this is what He did. He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for us. So everything that we carry on, Everything that we're carrying that we think separates us from God, whether it's the shame of a, a past bankruptcy, whether it's the shame of a, a past failed marriage, whether it's the shame of a, a past whatever it is, whatever we're holding on to, right? God's already sent the atoning sacrifice. God's already loved us enough that it's overcome whatever's separating us. And this is what I want us to remind, be reminded about today. This is what Christmas is all about, right? This is about when love came down. I mean, if you look at the Bible, the whole Bible, all it is is it's a giant love story. It's a love story from the moment where God created us and then He put His plan together of redemption to bring us back into relationship with Him. And Jesus' birth is the culmination of that long history of love. So this Advent season, I want us to be reminded that Jesus is love. And it doesn't depend on us. It's not something we have to earn. It's not something we have to perform for. It's not something we have to try to maintain because that's who He is. That's who Jesus is. He's love. Right? And His love was there from the beginning and it's going to be there in the present and it's going to be there in the future as well. Listen, as we pursue this journey of love, let me just remind you that it's found only in Jesus. Right? God loves you no matter what and He shows us that through Jesus. And if you go back to verse 17, we don't have to be insecure at all. We don't have to question it, but we can be confident. Verse 17 says this. It says, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of his judgment. Because of who Jesus is, we can have confidence that we're loved. Right? Because of who Jesus is, we don't have to be insecure. We can know. We can understand it. We can, we can even experience it every single day. And because of who Jesus is, our fears are driven out. Now, sure, our insecurities may creep up. Sure, some of our fears, they may creep up. But understand this. His love is greater. Right? In the very next verse, in verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, 
But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Fear has to do with condition. God loves us unconditionally. He loves us unconditionally through Jesus. He loves us perfectly. He loves us purely. We don't have to earn points. We don't have to muster up anything. He loves us no matter what. He pours out on His love for us. No matter how you feel, no matter how unworthy you feel, God still pours out His love on us. Right? This is the gospel. This is the good news. And this is the Christmas story. Right? This is where the star is leading. This is what the light of the world is. This, was, this is what it means to no longer walk in darkness. What if we experience this love? Imagine. Imagine how it feels. Right? This is what we need to experience for Christmas. This is why God gave His Son for us. Right? This is the importance of it. Because God's love is so deep, it's so wide, it's so long, it's so high, it's beyond anything we can ever imagine. And it goes beyond anything that we could do. We can do nothing to change His feelings about us. Right? Even if we feel distant from God, He's right there beside us with His love. Because nothing can shake His love. Nothing can tear that away from us. I love Romans 8, 38-39. In fact, one of my favorite passages of Scriptures, but it says this. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from God. That's the gift of Christmas. Because Jesus is love. And here's how we experience this. This is how we experience this every day. It's through knowing and relying. And if you go back to 1 John 4.16, as it says, and so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. To experience the fact that Jesus is love every single day, we have to know that we're loved. We have to have the knowledge of that. Right? We have to know it. We have to know it deep down. And again, this can be hard, right? There's a lot of things going against us. There's a lot of roadblocks. There's a lot of insecurities that we fight every single day. There's a lot of insecurities that we cling to. But we still have to know it. And here's a couple of ways I just want to let you know how you, how you gain knowledge and how you know things. One way to do it is through observation. I mean, think about it. If you want to gain knowledge about anything, if you want to know more about something, what do you do? You sit back and you observe it. You sit back and you look at it. You watch it. You gather information. And listen, the truth is we can do the same thing with God's love in our life. Right? There's ways that we can observe His love in our life every single day. Right? Observe the ways He's showing. For some of you, the fact that He loves you is the fact that you're here right now today. Right? Some of you guys have stories you're thinking like, man, I shouldn't even be alive, right? right? There's parts of your story you're thinking like, the fact I'm here is proof that God loves me. Listen, I don't challenge you. I don't challenge you to step back and observe that. Observe His love for you. Some of that, it could be the fact that who you're sitting next to, right? whether that's a, a family member, they're coming to church with you. Right? Whether that's a friend, right? right? That could be the person you're sitting next to. That's just observing God's love for you in your life. Right? Whatever it is, maybe it's the memories of a family that you have that you can cling to, that you can hold on to, pictures that you have showing that God loved you throughout your life. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you to sit back and I want to challenge you to observe it. Right? Take time to recognize God's goodness in your life. Again, this goes back to what we talked about Thanksgiving, just being grateful for everything that God's placed in our life. I want to challenge you to observe it, to know you really have to observe. So this week, maybe slow down. This week, maybe write something down. If you see something that God's thankful for, or that you're thankful for, if you see something how God's shown His love to you, write it down so you can go back to it. I know this uh, past November, Sarah, my wife was writing 30 days of being things she was thankful for. And I know like day two, she's telling me, she's like, yeah, I don't really know if I can get 30 things to be thankful for. But by the end of the day, by the end of that very day, she's like, yeah, never mind. I found like so many different things all just in this one day alone. And this is why. 
is because she was observing things. She was observing the things around her life. She was being intentional about what she's looking at. Are you intentional about the things that you're looking at in your life? Are you taking time to, to observe how God's shown his love to you each and every step of the way? And listen, it's going to look different for each and every person. But I want to challenge you to observe. Another way we know is through relationships. Relationships lead to knowledge. Again, with my wife, Sarah, I probably know her more than anybody else knows her in the world. But it's because of our relationship. It's because I spend time with her. It's because I connect with her. Because I make time. We talk. We go through all these things together, right? The same is true with Jesus. The same is true with God. If we want to experience his love, if we want to know him, if we want to know his love, then we have to develop our relationship. We have to make the relationship a priority, right? And how we do that is we, we pray. Listen, all prayer is is a conversation with God, right? I think a lot of times we, we overcomplicate prayer. We think it has to be these great, in-depth, super intelligent, like King James words, harketh, whatever. No, listen. God already knows the words that are going through your head, which is a scary thought in itself, but He already knows the words that are going through His head. All I want you to do is direct them towards Him. So start that. Build your relationship by talking through Him. Build your relationship through prayer. Another way is worship. Listen, Worship builds relationships like crazy. And I know when, when Sarah tells something, says something nice to me, I feel like, man, I'm really close to you right now. Like, I'm like, she says something great. My love language is words of affirmation. But she says something nice to me, I feel like I'm super close to her. And God's the same way. We need to worship Him. We need to build Him up. We need to lift Him up in our, in our life. And one way we worship is obviously through song. So I challenge you, you don't have to just wait till Sunday morning to, to worship. You can throw music on, throw it in your car. If you sing bad, turn the music up louder. It's fine. Like It's good. But spend some time worshiping, right? Spend some time listening to Him too. Part of, part of relationships is actually listening. And what's crazy is, is that God speaks to us every day, but we actually have to look at it. We have to open up His Word. See, the Bible is actually His Word. And for us to listen to Him, we actually have to read it. We have to open it up. If you're like me and you learn audibly, it's crazy. I hear from God audibly, mostly just because I hit the Bible app and I put the, the audible version of it on, right? But you can do that. That still counts, just so you know, right? But I challenge you, get into the Bible. Listen to it, read it, do whatever it is, but listen to God. Build your relationship by setting time apart for God. Challenge you to even calendar time with Him. So if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't get done. So for me, I have every time, I have, I have in there personal devotions on my calendar every single day. Calendar it. Make time for relationship with God because that's how you get to know Him. That's how you get to know His love. And then another way we get to know something is by modeling it. Right? To fully know something means that we're, that we're living it out, that we're doing it in our life, that we're reproducing it, right? we're replicating it. The same is true for God's love. Right? It says it over and over again in this letter in 1 John. It talks about modeling. It talks about loving others. In verse 7 it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Then verse 8 continues, says, Whoever does not love does not know God. Right? We know by doing Verse 12 says, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And then verse 21, it says, and he's given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So we gain knowledge by doing it. We gain knowledge by figuring it out. And listen, some of us, we're going to make mistakes with this love, right? Because love is a little bit messy. Like there's times where if we extend love, we may even get hurt once in a while. But the truth is we got to try it. We got to do it. We got to model it. Listen, it costs God everything. It cost Him His only Son to love us, and He did it. Are we willing to put it out there and love others? I want to challenge you to model it. Right? Do you love others? 
Do you love your brother and sister? Now listen, this could be blood, but it's not limited to blood. For some of you, you're like, I hope it's, I hope it's not blood, blood, right? But for some of us, no. Maybe we just need to take a step and actually love our blood brother or our blood sister. For some of us, we just need to love our neighbor. Are you doing that? Right? Are you showing that you care? Are you extending forgiveness? Are you offering love? Are you modeling? My challenge for you is not only to receive the greatest gift of love, but to give the greatest gift of love as well. Again, that may mean that you have to do some hard things. It may mean you have to forgive somebody. Know your love by observing, by developing a relationship with Him, and by modeling it and living it out. Step one to experiencing the fact that Jesus' is love is to know it, and then number two is to rely on it. We experience His love when we rely on it. We experience His love when we rely on Him. I mean, as I think about this statement, I think about my kids. Right? So I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I'm pretty sure they know that we love them. But here's how. Because they rely on us. Right? At this stage in life, they rely on us for everything almost. Right? They rely on us to, for us to wake them up, to get ready for school. They rely on us to, to warn them, to, to make sure that they brush their teeth, to make sure that they shower. They rely on us to get food on the plates for them in the morning. They rely on us for, to put a, a roof over their head. They rely on us to tuck them in at, bed, at, at nighttime. They rely on us to, to pray with them at night. They rely on us for these things. Right? And because of that, they know that they're loved. Think about that. Again, our kids are responsible for certain things. Like, I can't do every action step for them. Like, they still have to put their clothes on. They still have to button their pants up. They still have to do certain things. But they rely on us. They rely on us to, to remind them to do these things. I think for us, I think we need to rely on God a little bit more. I think many of us, we're not experiencing all the love that Jesus has for us because we're relying too much on ourselves. We're relying too much on our plan. And listen, I know I'm talking to myself. This is where I come in, and a lot of times I struggle. I like to put things together. I like to have like a, a bullet-pointed plan with subcategories and everything else. And I look through it, and I'm like, oh, wait, did I make room for God? But what I need to do is I need to ask God for the plan in the first place. Right? Are we doing that in our lives? Are we relying on Him, or do we rely on ourselves? This week, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to rely on Him. Maybe for you, maybe there's an area that you haven't quite given up to Him. Maybe for you, it's your finances. Maybe for you, you're relying on your, on your boss or your company or your, your workplace to, for your finances. And maybe for you to, to say, you know what, I'm going to rely fully on God. Maybe that first step is to give to Him first. Maybe it's your, your talents or your time. Maybe you've been holding out on things and maybe God's saying, you know what, it's time to step up. It's time to serve, whether that's at the church, whether that's in the community, wherever it is, right? Maybe God's saying it's time to serve. It's time to step up. Maybe you're not relying on Him even in your, even in your stress levels. And maybe you're turning to something first, right? Maybe you're turning to food or alcohol or some type of substance first. But listen, God doesn't want you to turn there. He wants you to rely completely on Him because when you rely on Him, you experience His love. Let's experience His love. Right? The star on Christmas points to the greatest gift that we could ever imagine. It points to the gift of love. It points to Jesus. And this Christmas, this is what I want you to experience. This Christmas, this is what I want you to be reminded of. Right? And again, no matter what you've done in the past, I want you to understand that God loves you. So as we close, I actually just want to show you a picture of my son Griffin here. So this is a couple years ago. He's a little bit bigger now. But the truth is he looks exactly like this after he eats still. See, Griffin, if you don't know anything about him, he's the messiest eater ever. Like, he basically just throws food at his face 
while his mouth is moving. And whatever gets in his mouth, that sticks, that's what he's going to eat. Now, just so you know, and if you remember from last week, this doesn't really go well with me, right? I'm a little OCD. I mean, I asked for a robot vacuum cleaner for Christmas. Like, so this gives me into a complete anxiety attack, like panic mode, whatever. Right? In fact, we nicknamed him Pigpen. But here's what I know. When I see that picture, I see my son, right? I see my boy. I see my pride and joy, right? That's what I see. I see a kid that I love no matter what, no matter what he looks like. And the truth is, that love I have for him is only just a tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse of the love that God has for each and every one of us. See, the truth is, yeah, we may have some bad days. Yeah, we may have some days that, that we look like a complete mess. We may have some days where, where things are going wrong. We just may have some days where really we shouldn't even go out in public, right? But the truth is, God looks at us, and he loves us. He loves us no matter what. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness. He's drawn us all in through the gift of Jesus. And I don't know where you are today. Maybe you feel like a complete mess. Maybe you're holding on to shame and guilt of the past. Maybe you made a dumb decision just this morning. Whatever it is, I want you to understand. Then when God looks at you, what he sees, he sees his child, right? He sees his pride and joy because he sees you through Jesus, right? That's the gift of Christmas. So today, I want you to understand that Jesus is love. And his love is what we're all searching for. His love is the final destination that we're all on the journey for. So I want to challenge you. It's time for us to know it and it's time for us to rely on it as well you would pull out the connection card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe you're here today, maybe, maybe you're on this journey and maybe you never really felt like you've got to the destination. Maybe you never realized the fact that Jesus is love, but today you want to truly and fully accept that. If you're here today and you've never made a commitment to follow Christ, I want to give you that opportunity. What you can do in that connect card, the first box that says, I want, to, I want to make a commitment to follow Christ. I want you to simply just check mark that box. And then I want, to, I want you to believe that God loved you so much that he gave his son for you. That he gave us the gift of love. And I want you to accept that. Commit your life to him. Accept him as your Lord and Savior and live that out. Maybe you're here today and maybe, maybe this letter to 1 John, this letter of 1 John is, is a letter for you. Maybe you made a commitment to follow Christ, but maybe you just forgot. Maybe you just need to be reminded of the fact that Jesus is love. Maybe you've been searching different places to try to fulfill that need, to try to get that gift. But today, in this Christmas season, this Advent season, it's time to be reminded of the fact that Jesus is love. And maybe for you, maybe you just need to know that. I want to challenge you. Write that down. Write that you need to know that and need to live it out. Maybe you need to rely on it more. Whatever it is, I challenge you to write it down. There's also a place for prayer requests as well where we'd love to partner with you in prayer. If you would, though, as it began begins to play, if you would, fill this out and get any ties or offerings ready. And again, if you're a first-time guest, we ask that you fill this out completely and then you can take the card to the Connect desk right behind that wall and we have a gift for you. If you've been here multiple times, we still want your card. This is how we know you're here. This is how we track with you. This is how we journey with you. So I challenge you just to write your name and write whatever God's speaking to you. And if you want to, you can write your cell phone number on there and we'll shoot you out a text message through the middle of the week just to try to encourage you as well. But if you would, take this moment to fill that out. And I'll be up in just a moment for the next steps. 
Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.